3: Fee and terms apply. See McDonalds.com. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's
2: onside. Beautiful play! That is that. What shot! has it. Hard deflection and the goal. Comes Mitchell. Another goal. Incredible. Hubble. Going yes! New New 2-0 Swindon! Danny Wall. No, I will win this league anyway. Richard. He's hit it. It's good! Gladwell. Colin Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant goal from Harry McCann!
0: Hey Rich how's it going? Very well um, we're recording this so close to the full-time whistle that games are still being played and i have just <laughs> seen that nine men Salford have just equalized against Bristol Rovers in the 95th minute and
1: a Swindon link with the goal. I mean you, you say Swindon link I'd say Swindon legend um, he was great in that first half against Salisbury in pre-season uh, so, uh, yeah, well done, Brandon Thomas Asante. Long may it continue, not against us, though. I am, I mean, I, I'm starting to realise I, I thought the chaos um, that was last season's podcast was largely because we had to make our own fun because it was such a bad season I'm starting to realize it was the on the whistle nature of the pods I have not processed anything that happened in that game Uh, but we'll start to do it now we're writing the first pages of history Rich we certainly are not my greatest skill on my
0: top (laughs) trump's card is uh doing on the whistle stuff processing and I think you're quite right isn't it funny that at the time we were just like as you say we were vibing it last season and because the vibe was very similar every single game and that was nothing but misery then I guess we 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 went with that but now we have a victory on the whistle and a 3-1 win over Hartlepool but I guess I think Andrew Horstead at the end of the game doesn't tell the whole story and I think
1: he's probably right. Um, I think he is probably right in terms of uh, Hartlepool were probably better than the the scoreline would suggest, at least in parts. I think they were pretty dreadful for most of the first half, um, but we weren't a huge amount better. Um, it's difficult to to really tell um, what a fair result would have been, but I, I did think that ultimately um, the quality in the squad told. And to be honest, even if, even, even if that should have been a draw, there have been enough games that we've drawn or lost at home that we should have won. Uh, this season so I'm I'm starting to see this as like karma evening itself out and uh, we finally um, have three points to cherish um, at home again yes we do Um, line up for this one there were a couple
0: of changes and no real surprises there the only thing uh, we didn't really talk about in the last pod, was whether Gladwin can do Saturdays, Tuesdays, as he hasn't done that all season long. And it was the case this time again. So Wallacott kept in play- his place in goal. At the back was Hunt, Conroy and wing backs Kessler, Hayden and Iandolo. In midfield, Payne, Reed, Williams, and up front, McCurdy, Simpson, McCurdy, of course, coming in after being suspended for Gilbert Connor. As it stands,
1: is that our strongest eleven? Um, I mean, if you were to say as it stands, not. Including what will probably be like not a really long term injury to Critchlow, then I guess Critchlow's in for the, for Hunt probably. Um, but yeah, if if you accept that he's not there, then uh, yeah, I guess it, it it picks itself. And we discussed that on on Monday's pod. Um, there's no there's not very many changes you can make without wanting to sort of completely do something different. And uh, we've done that once at home before this season against Bradford, and it's not worked. So I think if we stick to what we know, uh, what we know that works and what had got us the fourth in the league and only fourth on goal difference um, going into Tuesday night, uh, then um, it, it should work. And uh, yeah, McCurdy over Gilbert was a clear improvement. Um, Williams or Gladwin, um, I think that you're not so much improving the team as just sort of making sure that you get players in uh, as and when they're sort of um, fit and firing and making sure that we don't lose people for for too long so um that that's a change that i feel like if we discussed oh well maybe Gladwin can't do it or maybe uh williams can't do it twice a week then uh we'll be discussing this every week won't we? so um <laughs> we, we've we definitely covered that at some point in the podcast and uh at, at some point in the season and we can we can consign that to history but yeah it's it's a straightforward one for, for ben garner and to be honest until january i'd imagine this is roughly what we're going to be seeing Um, unless there's any kind of weird scenarios in terms of selection.
0: I should think so. Before we get going with other bits and pieces, let's talk about Hartlepool United, because they're not having the greatest of months, really, at the moment. Their away form isn't that great. They lost their manager to a non-league club. Anthony Sweeney has taken interim charge, and they've lost the last few games. But I think they put on a pretty solid performance. You know, typical League Two stuff, but it wasn't terrible, was it?
1: Uh I mean I I think probably the first half an hour was pretty terrible <laughs> to be to be quite fair. I'm talking I mean, ninety minutes, Connor. Ninety minutes. Over ninety minutes. I think they showed why before um Dave Challenger left, they're actually doing pretty well in the league. I think I think they're on what twenty-three points at the moment. That's having lost now their last four. Uh, so they obviously were going well at, uh, before that. Um I think they probably would have been on sort of a similar amount of points as as we were on if you if you go back three, four games. So um yeah def- definitely you can see from the second half performance and little bits here and there in the first half why they were doing well um obviously there's there's good reasons why they're not doing quite so well now and and like I say I think if we'd have punished them when they were playing very badly and they started the game very very badly um then I, I don't know if we'd be maybe looking at ourselves quite so self-critically, um, but in many ways, I think the fact that we've kind of had a bit of a bumpy ride to get the three points uh, probably stands us in good stead because, you know, sometimes steamrolling away to three free points doesn't kind of teach you lessons but what we've done is hopefully made enough mistakes that we can learn from for Saturday's gaming as Harrogate but still come through with like actually in the end what looks like a comfortable win
0: yeah when, when I think about this game and I think about the Newport game especially in the first half I didn't see much that was different I mean these are two Swindon Town performances that haven't been stellar but at the same
1: time they've been quintessential Swindon Town first half performances yeah and Swindon Town on a Tuesday night performance <laughs> Swindon Town at home the season performance there <laughs> it sounds like there was kind of a lot of uh, stuff built up against us today and we we just kind of had to muddle through and uh, it's a bit of a weird one I I've I, not feeling too critical about the first half, I think, had it not come after the last few home games, we probably would be sat there saying, you know, that was pretty decent. You know, we kept Hartlepool to one chance that was actually like quite a long way offside when they, they had the disallowed goal. Um, could potentially have had a penalty at one point, um, created a few chances and the ball just didn't quite quite fall. So, I mean, if you look at the, the stats for the first half, it was very, very dominant but it just doesn't quite feel that way because we're not getting to the point where we're sort of getting really guilt edged chances. Um, so yeah, if if you look at it in the sense of we've kind of played reasonably well in a lot of games and then thrown it away with silly mistakes or not quite capitalized on, on pressure that we've had, um, then obviously you're going to look at it more critically and, it, it was just a bit frustrating because you look. I mean, in the first half, definitely was just looking at Hartley Paul, thinking we we need to be putting two or three past these. Um, so it turned out, but obviously, actually, past a much <laughs> improved Hartley Paul team in the second half. Well, I must say, just as the uh, low strangers WhatsApp
0: group was saying, we need to put several past these Connor Garrett and <laughs> this this side are rubbish terry pierce terry who was supposed to be on the pod today but he's got drunk somewhere i wish him well on his journey and hope to hear from him soon but even though yes hartley paul weren't very good in the first half hour i would say that they had the biggest chances by far in the first
1: half um you're gonna have to remind me of some of their chances because i I don't think we can really include the one that was like an acre offside. There was, well, we'll get to that in just a moment, but there was also the one that Jojo pushed to the side. Standard save for Jojo. Second, second row kind of shot, like as in edge of the area, kind of, there's no one running past him. I mean, that's the kind of goal we concede all the time, isn't it? Uh, But uh, those goals are from nothing. So, there was no like sort of head of steam being built up by Hartlepool for that, so I still, it's the sort of goal that if that goes in, you are just going, "Oh, that is typical." Because I, I sort of could feel my sort of stomach dropping um, as that ball sort of looped towards the corner um, in the same kind of way as um, it did against Carlisle or Rochdale earlier this season. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I forgot about that, but yeah, no, that was <laughs> that, that was a chance. Fair enough.
0: I, do, I did think Molyneux and Cullen were quite, were quite lively. There was plenty of effort and effort and endeavour from them. Um, we'll talk about the offside goal now, because we live in a world of, you know, hyperbole, especially when it comes to football fans reacting. Televisions and computers could have been broken in that eternity <laughs> between goal going in and offside being
1: given. Yeah, I don't know if the assistants have just in really enjoyed the delay after VAR um, and decided to implement <laughs> it in League Two as well. Uh, it was clear as day. I mean, I think the, the, the second offside must be why it's given um, in terms of um, the guy following in, he finishes it off. Um, that That's so obvious that I can't believe the flag's not up immediately. Um, but I believe, I mean, if, if you look at the way it goes, I think mean, they try and sort of play a first pass. It kind of deflects away from him. But my understanding would be that he's active because he kind of goes towards the ball. Um, And that means that the defender then has to sort of move over. uh, And uh, that opens up the chance for the player that actually played the pass in the first place. So um, it's one of those ones where, to be honest, I wouldn't have really complained too much had it not been given because that guy had just scored because that's kind of very heavily interpretive, I guess, on the referee and the linesman's part. But I, I do think that that fell offside as well um, while watching it. So yeah, law of averages, if you're going to be offside twice, <laughs> you can't score a goal. It was remarkably mean of the uh, the official
0: because... The Hartlepool players even wheel away to celebrate in front of him, almost to <laughs> to make sure that it's yeah. going to be given. They don't. He locks eye contact for the whole yeah. of it, and they're halfway through a loving embrace by the time yeah. he doesn't give it. It was, it was, and all the while, I'm like, my feed must be a little bit late too, as it always is. So the goal isn't coming in yet, but they're still talking about it being counted. I, I was. You know, I, I could feel anger rising,
1: but luckily, you know, I don't need to get a new laptop. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe the assistant just thought the way they celebrated was a little bit too on the nose, <laughs> I and mean, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things. You would you would do that, wouldn't you? If you, if you were a Hartlepool player scoring in that situation, ultimately in the end, the right decision was made, but uh, it just felt very, very weird at the time. Um, and to be fair, I, I think that wasn't the only time in the game as a whole that sort of managed to find kind of just bundling their way through the defense as a way to goal. So um, that may be as a cause for concern uh, because we're not always going to get the correct decision made in, 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 that kind of scenario. So ideally we wouldn't sort of <laughs> let someone bundle their f- way through quite as easily, but uh, you know, we've already discussed where that should have been offside anyway. So
0: you, you've kind of already mentioned it already. And in our conversations at half time I was very much like it's. It's hard to criticise that half because we've seen it all before, and we really have to judge them on the full ninety. When when Swindon find those moments, and well, that that proved to be the case, didn't it? Not that I'm blowing
1: my own trumpet or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, you no, know, you're you're fully right, Rich. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, it's interesting because the game kind of ramped up a lot. I think it was remarked upon in in commentary. Um, obviously, I was, I was watching it on iFollow, not not being able to. Uh, make the the long trip up to Swindon um, on a Tuesday night. Um, it yeah, it it was probably like in terms of quality a much better second half than the first half. A lot more entertaining to watch. Um, I think Swindon went ahead sort of deservedly. There'd been sort of a couple of sort of half chances. Will they? Won't they? Before Johnny Williams scored, um, but then upon scoring sort of didn't seem to know whether to stick or twist in in terms of did they want to kind of just keep going through the phases and seeing what happens or did they want to sort of really go for the jugular and uh, and try and get a second and in the end we just kind of didn't do anything and there was a really weird like five minutes spell before the Hartlepool goal where we were just kind of all over the place oh yes yes we
0: were Um, let's talk about the first goal because it's a nice, it's a nice move as as we come to expect from Swindon Town, and just a really satisfying header by Johnny Williams. Could run from Cassane to the edge of the area. McCurdy gets it crossing to the back post.
1: for sure. I mean, if, if we take it back to the start, Kane Kezahalen coming in off the line and um, being a couple of men, um, creating a lot of space and, um, you know, creating the sort of space for runs off, which uh, I think it's, it's McCurdy that sort of peels off towards the sort of uh, edge of the area to, to receive the ball and put the cross in. Um, and it was just that, that little extra spark that we've possibly needed um, at home um, and, um, you know, we we mentioned about Kese Hayden's improving performances on, on Saturday. Um, and I think this was another one. You know, there were still some aspects of his game that were a little bit raw. I think there's one like misplaced header in the first half that nearly sort of gave us all palpitations before Conroy sorted it out. Um, but sort of by and large, he's, he's, his attacking output um, is... Uh, really, really worth just any of those sort of small moments here and there where defensively can be a little bit rusty. I mean, he's still definitely improving in that sense. Uh, so I think we have to include him massively in the goal. Uh, it's a really good ball by McCurdy. Stood up so either Simpson or anyone running from deep can, can attack it. It just goes a bit, bit behind Simpson. And f- fortunately, um, Johnny Williams is sort of rushing on for the uh, emphatic header uh, from... The sort of player you wouldn't expect to score an emphatic header, really. But uh, yeah, very good goal. And uh, that that kind of got rid of the first wave of frustration I was beginning to feel on the evening. So very good. Five foot
0: six and every bit of it leapt (laughs) um, from Johnny Williams there. Um, Five foot six. And also the goalkeeper just makes it look 10 times better with his uh, desperate lunge. Oh it was great. Um thoroughly enjoyed. Fans, you know, really picked up. I think in in elements of the second half there was this sort of revamp. It was a very Tuesday night atmosphere regardless of whether we are good or not. You know, it's cold and you just you're just going through the motions. But Oh, talking of going through the motions, how's that for a segue? Oh. The five or ten minutes that followed that when Hartlepool were made to look like playoff contenders, it was really
1: grim viewing, wasn't it? Yeah, I-, I think immediately after the goal we weren't so bad, but it was, it was like you say, kind of five minutes after we'd scored. We just kind of went within ourselves. I don't think we really knew what to do. We're kind of getting to the point of kind of neither being here nor there. Like There was a lot of the game left, but actually not that much in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it just felt like wave after wave of Hartlepool pressure. I mean, the ball would go back quite far, so you felt, oh, we're dealing with this. Uh, but then the spaces were opening up. So by the time that um, they score, I think the ball's actually been recycled forward to backward kind of twice. Um, you end up in in like just completely out of kilter because. They play the ball over down the right hand side. I think Odomeo's like in midfield, um, obviously, sort of having to having pushed up earlier. Uh, And then um, you've got Iandolo, not even one on one because he has actually catching up to do, um, which means that they just have absolute like so much time um, and acres of space. Um, To put the perfect ball across, and they didn't waste it. They put it right into the the perfect danger area, just kind of between the defense and the midfield. And it's a good finish. Really frustrating, um, but it it feels like the sort of that the game being that stretch shouldn't really happen before the album. Really, uh, (laughs) it's really weird weird how that's happened. Um, But it just it it felt inevitable within the couple of minutes before because it that kept happening, and eventually it's going to pay off.
0: Yeah, OdeMeyo doesn't it's quite damning watching it back. I know he's pushing him into midfield but he's not exactly steaming
1: back to defend. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if uh, it would have made any difference, but you'd like to think that making the effort to get back could have done. But uh it's weird because I think overall his performance was really good, um but it's just in that that one scene where he looks sort of completely out of position you are just like ah oh. I don't know, but um, yeah, it, it's one of those things, right? I think that goal could have happened on either side and uh, whoever's sort of left out position because of the way that as a structure we're playing probably would have looked bad. So he, I guess we just have to chalk that one up to it was coming. I, I think there was only one
0: moment at that point where I was like, "This this really could go badly. And that's when... Olamola came on for Cullen and almost scored instantly but luckily Wallacott did enough to put him off um, from tapping it in and when that happened I was like really is this is is this what's going to happen but luckily (laughs) that was pretty much it from Hartlepool at that point I think.
1: Yeah that the physics of that challenge between Olamola and Wallacott I really wanna know because he just like Wallaco came out like a brick wall. Like it just bounced off him. I don't I, I I don't understand quite what happened there. I think it was a good save, but I, I really couldn't tell you exactly what he's done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that 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 was concerning because it there hadn't we hadn't really done enough in between the goal and that happening um to sort of kind of put us at ease that, you know, maybe that's just a one off. So yeah, you you're right. That at that point. I was beginning to cast my mind back to like Rochdale at home a few weeks ago um, when, you know, it all looked okay. um, And then all of a sudden they score two goals from um, their, their sort of spell of pressure. But like all things, most games, even away from home, um, we do concede, um, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes where the opposition are the stronger team. um, And a lot of the time it's about weathering that. So, um, maybe we didn't quite deserve to weather that as much as we've done in in recent weeks, where we've defended well against sort of Newport, for example. Um, but uh, we got through it anyway, um, and I think then the the kind of uh, flow of the game did then change um, to the point where we were the better team for for the rest of the game. Yeah, far more composed
0: and um, in control um, for the remainder and you know this is a great moment for you because Tyrese gets another goal but again a lovely back-to-front team move wasn't it keep possessions from back to Reid swings the ball again from left to right Got the ball sitting there with and everyone by the striker Olamola behind the ball here's Payne, just outside the box
2: tries to get a shot in might fall to Simpson here does fall to Simpson and Simpson is able to drive the ball in from eight yards out on the left foot wasn't
1: the greatest first touch under pressure but he used his frame yeah I mean it's one of those ones that you don't realize until you see the goal back quite how long the 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 team um, have kept the ball and that that's obviously exactly what they're trying to do in terms of you know why we go backwards to go forwards at certain points, and you know in the stadium it can be um, a little bit frustrating. But then you you watch it back um, on the clip once you know that we get a goal at the end of it, and it's uh, a joy to watch, really, isn't it? So uh, brilliant. Uh, and to be honest, that that goal doesn't happen. I mean, it's it's a pretty poor ball, I think, into Simpson. It doesn't happen without the uh, the absolute desire to get on the end of it and to absolutely barrel past uh, two defenders. Uh, stand up the goalkeeper um, and slot in, like every bit of that is just perfect centre-forward play by Tyree Simpson. Like, yeah, delighted to see that. Um, And yeah, having having said that we shouldn't be um, letting uh, Hartlepool barrel through our defence quite as, uh, as easily as they did for their offside goal, I was delighted to see us do it to them. Um, in the second half. Yeah, and he almost got a second one shortly afterwards too. Uh,
0: Same sort of stuff. I think uh, Johnny Williams gets it in, but Killip Bingo manages to save. uh, But that would have been great if he got a quick brace.
1: Yeah, it it, it would have been um, a, a true delight. And I think... He he kind of came to life in the second half. I think the first half, uh, we just didn't have the ball near him enough and he, he was dropping back really far into midfield at certain points uh, just to get a touch and get into the game, dropping onto the wings just so that he'd be an outlet sort of with the long ball. Uh, and yeah, just just because we we managed to kind of get uh, the ball closer to him in the second half, he, he became a really, really good outlet. Um, I think before his goal... Um, There was also the point where he sort of just ran in down the left and and put the ball on a plate for McCurdy, who I think had been like his run had just been checked by one of their defenders, which I think Hartlepool may on reflection be kind of lucky that that happened completely off the ball um, in terms of what the referee's looking at. um, Because, uh, yeah, like it it would have been a tap-in, but uh, he wasn't quite there to to get there. But uh, yeah, that, that kind of typified him. And even towards the end of the game, um, he he didn't really tire, which is which is good. That's like, that's kind of a development on recent weeks, and uh, was playing some really nice passes towards the end as well. So um, yeah, like it developed into a really good second half performance from him. It really did. And in terms of the game, other than
0: your standard, and this is not something Swindon's guilty of exclusively. Exclusively, one of those sort of little wobbly spells where Hartlepool aren't doing anything. But Swindon just, you know, just keep giving the ball away and nothing's really working. It only happened for a few minutes, but then harley tried to get their equalisers. It became stretched and uh, Payne finished the job off with what is becoming, I think it was described to me as a textbook scuff long shot by Payne. But Swindon can nick the ball and try and attack. Payne, midway inside the Hartlepool half, is going to see if he can do this all on his own. Payne shoots and Payne finishes it and Swindon won!
1: <laughs> I I didn't see that as scuffed thought that that was uh you know pretty much the exact place he wanted to put it in terms of putting it around the defender and into the corner but beyond the goalkeeper uh, it looked really good to me I'll have to watch it back to see if it looked scuffed I mean uh, I'm just watching it now and I'm just watching the
0: most hesitant nervy somersault I think I've ever seen <laughs> in, in in football history he executes it but Oh my goodness, he he's worried. It's no Peter Bergry in the nineties, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean I think for, for naughty kids like me, you'd be thinking of uh uh Lamana Lualawa. Um but yeah, again, not not quite because he's not doing it from a running start. But you know, I I was uh, I was impressed with it. I think on the on the Lualawa scale he's probably more like a Miroslav closer um, with that. But um yeah, still still good. And as long as he doesn't injure himself in the celebration, um it's all fine by me. Um and you know we were all doing jumps for joy as well, probably probably everyone listening to this was so um long may that continue.
0: Well, let's get some quick fire man of the match calls and um hot takes. We start with Steve Garton, who says great result. Man of the match for us was Johnny by a whisker, our Kes was a class above and Tyrese had a superb game not just for his goal but for playing with his back to the goal and for laying on two gilt-edged chances that we failed to convert honorable mention for the town end for we're winning at home we're winning at home how bad must you be we're winning at home it's it's crazy that we're singing that song and we're in the you know automatic promotion places but so it such as our Home form. Let's have a look to see what else. um Helen Dolman gives man of the match to Williams. Ross Vint says we won at home. And then Kessler, man of the match for him. Moonraker gives the man of the match to Johnny Williams and states that he's far too good for League Two. Dalton Barrett says Williams for sure. Tan says Johnny Esther. Wardy S says uh, man of the match to Kessler Hayden. Paul Merriman says man of the match. Odomeo for me, he worked hard and showed some vision with some great passing. We do miss Critchlow at the back. There's something nervy about our defending at home. It's not quite tight enough. Great to see Harry McPotter back again. I'm not sure how I feel about that nickname, though, I must say. Uh, Graham is man of the match. Simpson made things happen and worked tirelessly. Uh, made harder work for the match than needed. Uh, that Swindon, that is. Seemed lacking in ideas going forward when the balls uh, with the fullbacks until Johnny Williams spurred Elon in the second half. Rob Hunt, quiet but effective at centre back, a home win, whatever next. Uh, Richard Val says Simpson was immense. Craig says Williams man of the match class in everything he did. Phenomenal work rate too. Uh, Shane says great win at home. Hopefully now we can kick on at home and get more wins. Johnny Williams was the difference tonight. A friend of the pod, Adam Johnson says I haven't seen town much as I'm in Northern Ireland, but impressed with Kessler Hayden. Johnny Williams is to Swindon. What Steve Davis is for Northern Ireland. keeps the ball moving, reliable pass and calm. Uh, Ian Wilmer says, decent performance, little bit of luck, three good goals. Williams, man of the match. Billy Nishaw says, Simpson, man of the match for me, linked very well. Midfield looked classy as usual. Defending looked very nervy every occasion, so I'd prefer to have it under more control. Stops the heart rate going up, but great win at home. Sam Gray says, Johnny Williams for me, didn't put a foot wrong. Ryan Clifford, I thawed out of the cold to say Johnny Williams was good for man of the match. Simpson's best home game. Thought he was fantastic all night. Happy he got the goal. Uh, Simon Macy says, we win at home, we win at home, we win at home, we win at home. I I suppose we've got to do it in the Dan Hunt way, haven't we? We win at home, we win at home, we win at home. It's kind of just, it's not the same, is it? I'm glad you did that. I've got to, I've overcommitted. Williams, Payne and Simpson were excellent today. But Kane, Kessler-Hayden was immense and my man of the match. Rhys Jones says, up the football league we go. King Fu says, Williams, man of the match. Mark Hyatt says, Kessler-Hayden, man of the match. Uh, code name hard hat says Williams I think I'm going to call it for Williams uh, Harry uh, Williams absolutely everywhere tonight Simpson second half was immense Hanra Hanra Anthony Grant 42 come on Hannah's changed that name uh, made it harder than needed to but dare I say it we've broken the home hoodoo and well on our way. Taboo subject or not, but the horror of 2020 21 is fast becoming a distant memory. Man of the match, Johnny Esther, always dancing. Saucy, bold, fecker, and not just talking about me. Nice one, Hannah's Matthew, uh, Williams, man of the match. What's Grant got to do to get game time? That was the perfect game for him to come on. Uh, Swindon Spartan said, Kane Kessler Hayden. Uh, first half was out of this world, much quieter in the second. Williams, solid in both, deserve man of the match. Martin Wheeler, Williams, man of the match, different class, similar game to Saturday. Ground out the result, bit of extra quality is making the difference right now. few more to go. Jeremy Randall, rode our luck at times, good game and performance. Three great goals Johnny Williams, man of the match. Uh, Ian says, based on the last 30 minutes, man of the match to Simpson. Glenn Waite says, cut open far too easily. Lucky to win tonight, in my opinion. Williams was best player on the pitch. Pete Marsh says, had to work, couldn't watch it, but Simpson needs a big apology from his detractors. Uh, Freddie p 7 says, Iandolo has to go. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Rob Bowden says, man of the match, Johnny Williams played really well in the middle. Very impressive performance. It was a tad slow, I thought, getting the ball to the full but a win's a win. I'm an Ellis fan, but I didn't think he looked great tonight. Johnny, I think I'm in love. Come on, you Reds. Jason Spacey says, quick hot take. All Tories are, wait a minute. Okay, we can't say that. Man of the match. <laughs> Big fan of Aldo Mayo. Think he goes under the radar. Solid. A.D. Mel says, Simpson by far his best home game. Williams was brilliant too. Both in creativity and winning the ball back. Iandalo was rather off uh, the game though today. We got lucky on many occasions too, and at times looked like Hartlepool could create chances well. Um, any more? Any more? Helen, Odomeo, and Williams. Uh, Kieran gives the linesman man of the match. More Williams from Paul and, and Simpson from Richard Benke. And then Jamie Townsend says, gritty game, great result, tight that Gladwin changed the game when he came on. And East was very good at slowing the game down at the end. Williams man of the match. So there's lots to take from that. Thank you, everyone who contributed. So, you know, there was one comment there that said, what's Anthony Grant, what's Anthony Grant got to do to get a performance? Well, the answer, or the game in, well, the answer really is Reed, Leiden, East.
1: He's got to get back in, hasn't he? It's very tough. Yeah. And it's weird because obviously we ended up adding sort of the icing on the cake with a third goal and injury time. So thinking back about it now, it doesn't feel like we needed Anthony Grant, but you know, it maybe for the final for five, 10 minutes, it could have been useful to sort of have him uh, there. Um, and to be fair, when, when Comro went down, I was sort of half expecting to see him trotting on um, at some point as well. So, um, I don't know if it's uh, so much what he has to do to get a game, but just sort of how long he has to wait, because um, yeah, at some point we're going to need him. We've got a lot of games coming up in December. So I'm, I'm I'm assuming we'll need him, but you know, I don't think he fits into the first team at the moment. I, I think that the 11 that we kind of discussed earlier for me, uh, you, there's not really any way of putting him in there without sort of changing quite a lot about how we sort of structured that midfield. And yeah, uh, Um, Yeah, being able to get two really creative players on the field um, as well as Reid who is also pretty creative himself um, has been a real positive I think so um, since we found that we've really rocketed and uh, I don't know if we need to change that as such but um, it'd be nice to see him work back in for closing the game out um, if we do happen to be in the lead,
0: Yeah I mean there's a more perfect game for him coming up and that's frankly Colchester and the Papa John's I'd, I'd say that with all respect but you know he hasn't played since August, so you know give him ninety minutes in that, and let's let's take it from there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: I am low. So it wasn't the greatest performance by Ellis. Um, it, we you know we won three one, so you know we've got away with it if if that's what you want to call it. But his distribution and you know his not inability, but he does struggle to get past his man when running at them. It just didn't work for
1: him today, did it? I think he works well in the combinations um with the attacking midfielder on his side so tonight that was mostly Johnny Williams and I think if we're getting the best out of Johnny Williams um, and that's kind of happening in that sort of left space um then that is partly down to Iandolo as well I mean we we've praised Kesler Hayden for his partnership on the right with uh, Ben Gladwin um and I think we have to do the same um, when when Johnny Williams is uh, really combining well with Andolo. Um Not that that doesn't mean that, that there haven't been some frustrations. I think his delivery is quite often too long. Uh, there were probably f- two or three um, examples where he put the cross um, that he put in uh, far too long. I mean, past the end, the sort of end of the six yard box, uh, which isn't going to help us sort of score, but he knows that's not what he's aiming for, but um, it's just a frustration. Um, and then there are a couple of other times where sometimes he, he wants to take that extra touch rather than putting the ball in, which... Um yeah, I, th- I think we hopefully will will one day get his final ball to just be that little bit better because, um, you know, he could be a really good outlet. I think in terms of being in the right positions down that side, um, it's really good. Like I say, linking up really well. Um, and I think Aerialy is a really good outlet on that side um, as well um, in terms of sort of giving an out ball. Um, to the defence and and Wallacott if if they do need to go long. Um, And he does quite often get those flicked headers on um, as well. He's good in the air. So, um, yeah, it wasn't his best night. Um, I I don't think I saw it quite as negatively, uh, but there are some things that he does that that are frustrating, but that hopefully... He, he is still quite deceptively young, um, so um, hopefully that can still improve in time. Yeah, a few more comments coming in. Jack Tanner says, liquid
0: football. Jimmy Legg says, Williams, man of the match. I'm up for work in three hours. Blooming hell. Uh, Joseph Seymour, Odomeo, man of the match. Solid tonight. I think Williams just about beat Simpson to the listeners,
1: man of the match. Who gets the pods? Uh, it's kind of a, f- a two-way tie for me between Williams and Kessler Hayden, I think. I think both were really good over the 90, or at least while uh, Williams was on. Um, probably on second-half performance, I'd also consider Simpson in there as well, but because it's it's really, really hard, uh, I think I'm going to go for Williams just because um, I think he was instrumental in getting us back in front as well as putting us in front originally. Um, but Kesler Hayden is very very close in my opinion. I think he was a constant threat. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's go for Williams.
0: Yeah, let's let's go for Williams. Who gets the double? Um, so well done to him. So we've we've both watched. I mean, you go regularly, but I can even contribute to this because I've seen the Newport game. I've seen this one tonight. Harrogate are a better side statistically than Hartlepool. They're well up there on the playoff push. There's there's plenty of room for improvement and caution going into this next game, isn't there?
1: Yeah. And I think we need to probably think about us in this game rather than who we're playing. I mean, I think Harrogate have been pretty good away from home this season. If I'm not mistaken, only us and Forest Green are better away, uh, which is maybe a cause for concern, but we're no longer the worst home team in the league. So um, I'm going to focus, like I say, on us. Um, we're doing a lot of things positive and in a lot of the games um, so far at home this season it's not worked out, we've not got that final ball in, we've not got the goals that uh, have been needed. Uh, We are making a few silly mistakes and we made just as many today as we made against Bradford as we made against Rochdale where we dropped points. Um, So uh, it'll be interesting to see sort of what version of Swindon Town come up but I I do think that there was probably like some form of mental hang up um, in the second half that Stops us from playing our best football towards the end of the game uh, because I think away from home, what's really set us apart is that we are closing games very, very well. Um, so uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I feel a lot more confident having won um, the first of the two home games this this week. Um, I think I said on Saturday that I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be okay with four points, um, which I could I think I could see as a realistic outcome um, on Saturday. Um, but yeah, we should we should be going in full steam ahead and uh, trying to now put in a performance and a result uh, because we've kind of we've had performances and we've had results, but we've not had both at once at home when uh, we've had plenty away. So we know that we can do it. So, yeah, let, I, f- I think if we get this into a good result on on Saturday, then uh, the, the home hoodoo is over. I'm, I'll, I'm happy to declare. Um, but yeah, we just need to follow up a good <laughs> result with another good result, which is easier said than done consistency sweet consistency
0: is all we want um swindon third with a game in hand, 32 points um, just below exeter and forest green rovers right up there on 37 points so we're in a great great place it's a good time to be a swindon fan oh, it's a delightful
1: time and we've got more away games coming up <laughs> pretty soon so uh hopefully even more points on the board uh, before christmas Well, here's hoping um, and also
0: hoping that Ryan returns from North Wales in time for the next press. I think he's back now, so we'll have that for you on Friday. Until then, Connor, thank you very much. Thank
2: you.
0: The Love Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening.
3: Come on, Swindon. (laughs) Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy,